visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie. So, and up this hour, we have Chinese to go, a Chinese lesson for you, and hashtag Taiwan, where Leslie Dow tells you the latest about what's going on on social media here. And status update, our interactive show with John and Shirley. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, March 10th, and in the studio we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. Jake Chan. Hello. And I am Natalie So. Well, Taiwan women are first in Asia in a certain sector. We'll be telling you more about that and also the kind of challenges and discrimination they face at work. Also, Taiwan will soon be making 10 million face masks a day. We'll be telling you more about that. And some businesses are closing due to COVID-19. And we'll be telling you how the birth rate is affecting Taiwan schools. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, before we get to all that, let's hear about a famous star from Taiwan um, who's in South Korea right now. Her name is Zhou Ziyu, oh, one of the prettiest faces in the world, right? Yeah, she's part of the uh, female Korean group TWICE. And uh, she's actually, she's in Korea, like, she's actually in the pop industry there. And uh, she actually, re she's returned from South Korea is what oh. it is. And that's why she's in quarantine. Oh, okay. She got off the that plane. That makes sense. I'm thinking 14 days. She has to go through a 14-day quarantine. 14 days is a lot for someone in her... In her prime? Indus industry, <laughs> I'm guessing. I think this girl's like still before her prime. She's like super young. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, so what happened was her mother says... Um, she asked her daughter to come to come back to Taiwan, and uh, I guess because the situation in South Korea is getting worse and worse, she says she returned because the group's performances have been repeatedly canceled. Oh, due might to as well not outbreak. hang out there anyway, right? Yeah, safer in Taiwan as well. It is safer in Taiwan, but uh, you know what it is. Um, I think Korea is a level three country right now. So that means wherever, if you come from into Taiwan from a level three country, you have to be at, in home quarantine at least for fourteen days. Oh, and uh, I, <laughs> this is this is just so fascinating to me because it's just one of those cases where it's just you hear about somebody famous and then at certain times you're, they're put on a pedestal but then this is just one of those moments where it's like oh yeah they're just they're like, just like else. you and I huh? they can get sick too yeah so she's gonna be here for um for until her uh, her girl group is able to kind of stabilize and the government deems it appropriate for the group to resume its activities I mean I guess it's not Bad. She says she's been uh, passing the time by watching movies and sports and doing moderate it's not exercise. Too bad. She says she's uh, she's enjoying this quote unquote rare vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they keep her pretty busy over there. That's good. That's good. And she was once voted the most beautiful face in the world. I, I think, think by a magazine. Times. Multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. All right. And she's a young uh, celebrity in. Uh, doing her career in South Korea. I'm just saying, so. keep that keep that at home for 14 days. She must be missing out on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of parties, a lot of dates. No? Probably. <laughs> okay, so in order to um, help protect people from COVID-19, Taiwan is upping its production of 
Mass. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So ever since this whole outbreak happened, the government has been hard at work because they realized that there was a run on face masks. And since then, I believe they've been rationing it out. And I know, Jake, you've been participating in those regular face mask runs. Yeah, once a week. <laughs> once a week. It is, what is it, two every two every week? They you just up the number to three per person okay. every week. Yeah. Because of the production uh, boost, I guess. Yeah, so in the face of that, um, they I think the government added 61 or 60-some-odd new production lines for face masks. I know a Singaporean company actually had production lines in Taiwan, but because Taiwan wouldn't allow the, uh, the export of masks, they moved that production line back to Singapore, so <laughs> I'm not sense. sure. They need it, too. Yeah. And um, they're about to come out with rationing 2.0 because actually I remember reading about this. The premier actually said in early he says either the end of February or early March, Taiwan will be able to produce 10 million face masks a day. And now they're about they're on the precipice of reaching that goal. Right now, they said as of last week, they were making about 8.2 million masks a day. And um, as of this week, it's about 8.51 million. And uh, they're about to hit 10 million. And then what the good news is, Jake, actually, they're going to be rolling out uh, face mask rationing 2.0 is what they say. And uh, you can actually begin ordering your face masks online. Yeah, I think that's such a great idea. That's cool. Because I think these long lines are are very a waste of everyone's time and energy. Yeah, they're getting There's got to be a better way of doing this. You just so. got to be like so fascinated with how long it does get. Oh my gosh. Sometimes <laughs> 50 people at 8 in the morning. Yeah, and then there's a second run at 3. You know yeah. all about I mean, this, Jake. Yeah. I mean, I only all did the... it once because my son was with me. He says, we need more face masks. Your son? Because he needs to wear them to school. Oh. So, because um, I don't, I hate waiting in lines. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's some good news. You can, like this is amazing to me. Uh, so how they're going to register is uh, you can get one of those card readers and then you can uh, plug in your uh, what's it called the health insurance card. Yeah. And then online you, can... you have to have a card reader to be able to order online. Yeah. Oh, that's that's one of complicated. You, need, you guys need one. I got I got an extra one at home. Okay. I only ever use it once a year to pay <laughs> Maybe my. Maybe you can bring it into the station and then we all do it. Yeah, that's true. That's very very true. <laughs> Um, but you can either have it delivered to a convenience store near you where you can pick it up or you can have it delivered straight to your home. That's cool. Yeah. So this is uh, one other option, right? I heard in France, uh, a box of 50 masks is going for over a thousand euros now. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is. I'm um, so glad Taiwan's government has you know set the price. They really reined it in like really early, That's, early on. Because, you know, the Taiwanese are so enterprising. I mean, they. <laughs> they would have gone up really fast. I heard of a... And they're very nervous, too. So. <laughs> I saw a news story, actually. There was a lady who worked at a department store, and she was selling face masks under the table. And you had to give her um, a, a keyword of some sort. I forgot what it was. Wow. Really? Yeah, it was just like, she's like, Black can I help market. you? Something like that. <laughs> uh, you say, no, you can't, but... Oh, but like something, it's like how but, but the weather's pretty I, nice today. Can I borrow or something, something right? from you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, I'm here to buy the She sco- would come out with like three different masks. It's <laughs> wow. crazy. Oh. And you also have some bad news for some businesses, all right, related to the coronavirus? Yeah, so uh, we have a 38 year old hotel. Which is called Liu Fu Hotel. Oh, 48, sorry. Liu Fu Hotel in the heart of Taipei City. It's a very, very old establishment. And um, 
they have decided to close their doors and they're citing the coronavirus uh, outbreak as the reason why. However, they did say that because there were new uh, construction regulations and this being a very old building, they were going to uh, refurbish and repurpose the building and use it until 2021. But now with the slowed business, they're just like, we might as well fold and call it quits. But this is the Leo Food Tourism Group and this is just one of their older um, hotels. They have establishments all over uh, Taiwan. They have a village theme park and they have Courtyard by Taipei Marriott. Another one that's being shut down is in Taichung, which is, um, it's actually a hotel in a skyscraper. It's the Landis Taichung. Oh, wow. And that one is closing down That's as a famous well. one, right? That is. That I mean, is. That, that chain is famous. That is very, it is a very popular chain. They're closing down because they said they've been doing uh, they've had a lot of pressure over the years, and now this again, the the outbreak kind of tipped it over. The rent in that area, if you've ever been to that part of Taichung, it's near a huge park, and it's an it's in a skyscraper, so you can imagine just the rent. It's got to be mm. astronomical, yeah, you know, yeah, to just keep it running. Mm-hmm. And um, a report recently came out that said uh, if this if this can if this trend continues. More than 90% of Taiwanese travel agencies will shut down if the virus persists That's into December. That's a lot. <laughs> I think many have already shut down. I th- yeah, th- I yeah. think there's oh, one near my, my house. That's a fair number. Of when people aren't going course. anywhere, right? I mean, unless they have to. Right. You don't want to plan a vacation anymore. Like travel is probably the last verb that comes to people's mind nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the uh, the hotels, because they're about to shut down, the Leofu Hotel has decided to offer their buffet, which is five hundred four hundred ninety nine uh, NT NT. That's every meal, which decent. is $20 American, which is not bad. Or up to, um, or you can, if you decide to stay at their hotel, they have a stay one night, get one night free promotion going. Oh, until they close. Uh, yeah, which is May 31st. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. That's a good time to get these deals, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy these. So it seems like the industries that are, we're hurting already that, you know, decide just to close anyways. Yeah. Except for the travel agencies. Well, we hope that, we hope that things get better. But I mean, it seems like it's going to be a fight for for some time here indeed. around the world. Okay, we have some news about women as we did celebrate International Women's Day over the weekend. And so there were some surveys about how women are doing. And in one respect, Taiwan is number one in Asia, and that is in the uh, percentage of uh, Legislators that are female. Do you guys know what percentage that is? Is it uh, thirty-one or forty-one percent? Last time I checked. Very similar. Yeah, very close. Forty-two percent. Oh yeah. Very good. So that is the highest in Asia. It's also the sixteenth highest worldwide. So not so bad at all. And also, we have a number of women in decision-making roles in government, schools, and private companies. Um, women count for about forty-three percent of these roles. And um, the wage gap, has, it is decreasing. I mean, there is still a wage gap, but it was 18% about 10 years ago. Now it's about 14%. So it is getting smaller. And But, the, you know, the hardest industry that uh, women seem to uh, be able to find equality in is actually engineering. I was going to say field. Yeah. I was going to say high tech because it sounds like a very male dominant it is. sector. Yeah, only thirteen percent of the nation's engineers are women, and many of them think they have to work harder to receive the same recognition or, or promotions. So, but you know, when they interviewed um, these 
male and female engineers, more than 60% said they saw no difference between male and female supervisors. And so, you know, they, they don't feel like women should be um, discriminated against. What about you guys? Have you had diff- male and female supervisors? I, I mean, yeah, I think I've had a pretty even split uh, back in the day. It's, I, can, I can kind of empathize with, with that whole you have to work harder to get promoted. Really? I, I, I can empathize because back when I was in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, my supervisor then was a subordinate to my dad so she was she had been there for 20 some odd years and she was in the kind of in the same like section chief role for a while but last i heard she she just recently got promoted to um deputy head of that department so she's but she was extremely competent at what she did very 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 competent and she was actually one of the better in terms of like work-life balance she was the more sympathetic one when i was late at the office she's like you should definitely go home whereas a lot more of my male <laughs> male supervisors just like yeah you can give me that powerpoint on monday but i'm like yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> i actually like working for women i'm like i like working for men when we have a great supervisor right? mm. paula is so nice yeah so i think that women do tend to have we are in tune with people's entire lives maybe i mean i think that's just a part of being a woman you know i feel i mean or with their emotions or or their needs as a person right Mm. so not to say that men i don't know if they like in this area (laughs) they tend to be more work forced work work focused but uh anyway um also they, they interviewed women about what kind of discrimination they have faced in the workplace. And over half of them said they have experienced discrimination. And when asked about what kind of discrimination they experienced during a job interview, well, over 62% said they have experienced discrimination. And guess what the number one question they were asked that made them feel like this was a discriminatory um, Oh. You know, interview. Are you planning to have babies in the next? That's exactly what really I was good. Say. Yeah. That's right. You're, that, you're, yeah, that's marriage and babies. Okay. Did, did you? How did you know? <laughs> um, but wait, I get asked that question. I mean, not babies, but I ask. I get asked personal questions too. Have family? You do? Yeah, families. Like, do you have families? I mm. think that every time I interview for a job, they oh, ask me. Oh, so that is similar then, I, it, guess, I guess. In a way, women probably uh, take on a more defensive position. So when that question comes their way, they probably perceive it different than men do. Oh, um, you know, like That's I don't know. True, I think for men you would feel like you need to earn more money, right? Yeah, right. You need like, to do better at your job. Yeah, when people ask me that, and I say yes or no, like in an earlier stage in my life, I didn't feel like that was a defining thing for me. Mm. Whereas women could feel that, oh, I'm defined by being single, or I'm defined by having or not having babies, or thinking uh, that they may think it's a disadvantage because yeah. you have less time. I think the percent, the perception right? from women could definitely be different when that question comes your way. So, oh, so I didn't know you guys were asked that too. Did you get asked that when you came to RTI, if you were single, married, planning to have kids? No, I think my version of that question came like, where do you live? Like, how far away is your home? Okay. So, like, how long is the commute? That's not gender oriented. (laughs) (laughs) That's the closest thing. And there is another one that you guys might find interesting that they got asked and that they did not like was um, they were criticized for their appearance. House. Their height, weight, or appearance. 
Uh, I think it's not a secret that, that in a lot of industries, like if you're trying to be an air stewardess or if you're trying to be in the service industry, it's a pretty open, like it's free for all, right? For, for a supervisor to ask incoming female uh, interviewees that question. I'm not saying that's right, but it's... You may you know, ask how much you weigh. Or, well, or like, you know, how like you're supposed to be presentable. It's, it ha- happens in a lot of... Uh, you know what? Um, yeah. I, I understand because I actually help manage a store and I interview women. And if someone's like really unpresentable, that will turn me off because, mm. you know, it just, it's distracting and it's, it's, it's not a good feeling. Right. But I wouldn't tell her to her face. You, 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 just, you just crossed <laughs> her off the clipboard. I would just say, board, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm like, just, oh, you got to fix your teeth. Or, oh, uh, you, you should wear different glasses. Or, you know, I don't say, maybe I should say those <laughs> things. I don't know to help them out. But I guess people have come across people who are really blunt to them. Men probably not as much, huh? I guess no. And yeah. you guys have nothing to criticize in terms of your height, weight, and appearance. So. Mm, well, yeah, thank you. I'm pretty pretty blessed in that regard. <laughs> so, and they were also asked about their relationship status, so they didn't like that either. Mm. So, um, there are a few other things uh, in this survey. Well, it was. Good to see that uh, quite a majority, about 69%, um, are financially independent. But 69% said they felt overburdened. And their number one source of stress, you guys take a guess. It's probably different than you guys. Um, like on the job? The number no, one in life. In life? I got nothing. I think it's, it is it is the same thing. Like to Having kids? Have a family? Get married? Really? Have a family? I've, no. I've no. It's doing chores after work. Household chores. Oh, I like doing that. You do? Yeah, oh, I go, go, then you're gonna, your, your wife is going to be happy. I go home, first thing I do is like, man, I got to wash these dishes. And then when the sink is all empty and clean, I'm like, that's a clean oh, sink. Oh, yeah. lucky <laughs> wife, future wife. So I think, yeah, women feel the burden of having to do that after work and oh. holidays and stuff. All right. So um, tell us briefly, Jake, about what's going on with our schools. All right. Uh, the Ministry of Education has uh, released the latest set of figures on the what they call xiao xiao so schools with inadequate numbers right we've been talking about this uh, on, on a number of occasions that taiwan has been suffering from you know dwindling birth rates so that has affected elementary schools all the way up to universities so when we look at the definition of elementary schools with inadequate students we're talking about less than 50 students per school when it comes down to um, middle schools with inadequate students, we're talking about less than 100 students per school. And the figure, the total figure for uh, both types have grown by, have almost doubled in the last eight years. Um, so like in, right now across Taiwan, there are close to 500 elementary schools with less than 50 students. Wow, and, uh, that's a lot. Close to 100 middle schools with less than 100 students. Wow. Yeah, and the, the per class number have dwindled across Taiwan by... Uh, across elementary schools by 3.9 people so that per that less per class and 6.5 less per uh, middle school classes when I was in school here there were 48 students to a class right now we're looking at 20s and 30s that's wow in some ways it's good for the kids they have more attention Mm. but not good for society right Right. we need more uh, future laborers (laughs) or future people to build up this country Anyways, you guys can do your part when you get married, or when when I get you, married <laughs> years from now. It's be a while. <laughs> okay, well that's it for here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for Chinese to go hashtag Taiwan and status update for here in Taiwan. I'm Natalie So. I'm Leslie Liao, and I'm Jake Chen. Bye bye.
visit rti at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. In Taipei, it's been raining all day long, and it is quite annoying. Let's listen to a conversation. The weather in Taipei has not been very good recently. It's been raining all the time. 小雨下个不停,又冷又潮湿,很不舒服,好烦。It's been drizzling nonstop. It's so cold and humid. Very uncomfortable, and it's so annoying. 不要感冒了,吃些热的食物,可以驱寒。Don't catch a cold. Eat some warm food. It can dispel the chill. 是啊,可以把身体的寒气逼出去。yeah, that's right. It can dispel the chill in the body. 我都开除湿机除湿。I always turn on the dehumidifier to reduce the humidity. 好主意,室内空气可以干燥一点。Good idea, the indoor air will be a bit drier. Okay, let's begin with the first sentence. 台北最近天气很不好,一直下雨。台北最近天气很不好,一直下雨。The weather in Taipei has not been very good recently. It's been raining all the time. Taipei, Taipei, 最近, recently, lately. 天气, weather, 很不好, very bad. 最近天气很不好, the weather has been really bad recently. 一直下雨, 一直下雨, it's been raining all the time. 下雨, to rain. 雨, rain. 小雨下个不停, 又冷又潮湿,很不舒服,好烦。小雨下个不停。小雨, drizzle,不停, non-stop,停, to stop. 小雨下个不停, it's been drizzling non-stop. 又冷又潮湿,冷, cold, 潮湿, humid. 又冷又潮湿, it's so cold and humid. 很不舒服. It's so uncomfortable. 不舒服, uncomfortable. 舒服, comfortable. 好烦, 烦, annoying. 好烦, it's so annoying. 不要感冒了,吃些热的食物可以驱寒。不要感冒了,不要, don't. 感冒, to catch a cold. 不要感冒了, don't catch a cold. 吃些热的食物, 吃些热的食物, eat some warm food, or eat some hot food. 吃, to eat, 热, hot, warm. 食物, food, 可以驱寒, 可以驱寒, 
It can dispel the chill. Chu to get rid of. Han cold chill. 是啊，可以把身体的寒气逼出去。是啊 ，Yeah, that's right. 可以把身体的寒气逼出去。身体的寒气 ，the chill in our body. 身体 body 寒气 chill. 可以把身体的寒气逼出去。It can dispel the chill in the body. 我都开除湿机除湿。我都开除湿机除湿。我 I 开 here it means to turn on a machine. 除湿机 a dehumidifier. 除湿 to dehumidify. 湿 humid damp. 我都开除湿机除湿。I always turn on the dehumidifier to reduce the humidity. 好主意，室内空气可以干燥一点。好主意 ，That's a good idea. 好 ，Good， 主意 ，An idea. 室内空气可以干燥一点。室内 ，Indoor， 空气 ，Air。室内空气 ，Indoor air。可以 is able to 干燥 dry 干燥一点 a bit drier 室内空气可以干燥一点 the indoor air will be a bit drier and that's all we have for this week's edition of Chinese to go we'll see you next week bye bye. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host Leslie Liao. This week we're going to be talking about COVID-19 prevention. But in terms of horoscopes, what do I mean about that? Well, you'll have to stick around and find out. Don't go away. Now, before we begin, I'd like to point out that the theme of today's show is social distancing. And Andrew and Natalie, is that a meter?、Yeah. Oh, I think we're a bit too close today. <laughs> It's okay. We don't even have、Just、face masks,、kidding. so what are we worried about, right? <laughs> anyway, this week on hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about horoscopes. <laughs> And in Taiwan, nobody quite knows horoscopes as much as this lady, Jessie Tong. Now, why do I want to talk to you about horoscopes? Well, in Taiwan, we take them very, very seriously.、Mm. I can't tell you the amount of dates I ruined because apparently Aquarius is the wrong answer to <laughs> what's your sign. <laughs> Anyway, this week Taiwan's universities reopened, and in order to remind the students about good disease prevention practices,、uh, the Ministry of Education actually came out with a set of twelve memes, one for each star sign, and it kind of shows how each star sign would respond to prevention measures. And as you can see, the ministry has their own version of Jessie Tong, and they're <laughs> totally trying to match her vibe. They're not、That's、even being、funny. shy about it. Anyway. Let's go with me, for example. Like I said, I'm an Aquarius, and what does my horoscope say? Well, it says, "People will think you're weird because you can recite all seven hand washing steps by heart." Hmm. <laughs> can you? I mean, like people who can't properly wash their hands are the weird ones. <laughs> Next one, you know, in your heart, you're the best. Well, you know what? I'm. 
I'm the best at being humble. All right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everything else speak for itself. Anyway, on the bottom it says, people who don't wash their hands are the weird and the disgusting ones. I mean, uh-huh. that's fair. That's, yeah. not, that's not an Aquarius thing. I think yeah. that's just a common sense thing. And I know you two are dying to know your horoscopes. And yes. Andrew, uh-huh. we'll start with you. You're a Taurus, right? Uh-huh, yes. All right, so the Taurus horoscope says... We know you're really stubborn, but you really don't need to wear a face mask everywhere. <laughs> Andrew, I, I, I see you around the office. You don't wear face masks that much. Yeah. But as far as stubbornness goes, mm. well... Yes, I, 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 I'll take it. <laughs> Next, make sure your classroom has good ventilation. Well, we have an office, and our office is pretty well ventilated. That out. window yes. behind me is open. Sometimes there you it's go. too cold. Yes. And on the bottom it says... You're a foodie, so remember to wash your hands often, Mr. Feast Meets West. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Natalie, your turn. We're going to go to Scorpio, which is a little mm. complicated, Uh-oh. but let's check it out. Don't flirt with people if you can't see their entire face. Because <laughs> you get it, because people are wearing face masks, can't really see their entire face. Next, don't be hot and cold in your relationship. Your partner might think you have a fever. Uh, you might got chills. <laughs> and Natalie, you're married, so I don't think you really have to worry about these things. You're very happy, I'm pretty sure. And uh, But this is my favorite part about the Scorpio horoscope. Remember, Natalie... You can't get away from bad love by quarantining yourself. (laughs) Not a 14-day quarantine, no 21-day quarantine. You're going to quarantine yourself forever. Anyway, this was just kind of a way to remind students how to practice good prevention because I guess students really like horoscopes in Taiwan. I think everybody takes them seriously to some degree at Mm. least. And uh, you know what? Let's do something. If you would like to know what your prevention horoscope is, leave a comment in the comment section below and I'll translate your horoscope for you. All right. That sounds great. Wonderful. Thanks, Leslie. And that is our hashtag Taiwan for the week. Um, Do follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We'd love to hear from you. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, he's back with us. Okay. <laughs> I sure am. Yeah. And I but... didn't bring back any viruses, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. But uh, this is a program where we read your letters, your letters about our programs and what you heard and what you think about them. But before we get to your lovely letters, we're going to update our status here. Of course, John just came back from his vacation. Well, welcome back. And uh, how was it? Um... Interesting. I chose an interesting time to be traveling and flying. Um, a of course, lot of, you had it planned way ahead of time, so I you didn't. Did wasn't easy to just cancel it and forget about it. You know, right? I, you know, I almost did, but then I was yeah. talking with my mom about this. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to stare at atlases and things when I was a little kid, and so I've been wanting to do this trip for ages. Yeah, I went to four <laughs> different countries, all in Southeast Asia, mm. and. I'm coming up on a big birthday pretty soon. Um, oh, so this was a birthday gift. Yeah, I bought my... I, and yeah. My mom just said, you have to do it. Yeah. The risks are not that high. And mm-hmm. it's true. Pretty much, because one of one leg of it was a, a group tour, a Taiwanese group tour. I oh, got okay. to experience being a Taiwanese tourist abroad. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were taken because, of course, they want their guests to be comfortable to a lot of places that serve familiar food. Usually places that 
cater also to Chinese tourists. Okay. Deserted. We were the only ones there in most places. All so right. it was a very interesting time. <laughs> places that normally would have been packed, that would have had long lines. So there's, I mean, for us, obviously, that was good. Yeah. The 21 people who were supposed to show up, only 10 actually came, oh. including me. And, okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's really sad. A lot of these tour guides are not sure when their next gig will be. I know. They may be months until they get, so they're kind of not being laid off, but, mm -hmm. so it's bad for them and obviously all the people, the dancers, the performers, the waiters, the owners, but for us, there was also good because there was no lines. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so there was a lot of precautions in place, a lot of public buildings had like, you know, those infrared sensors. We were greeted in one country by people uh, in full hazmat gear, the first place wow. I went. Uh Yeah, okay. before anyone could get off the plane, everyone had to have their temperature taken. It was pretty oh, intense. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so some countries are doing very, as much as they can to, uh, especially, you know, going out of their way to try and keep this disease out. Um, yeah. But I'm sure the planes were not packed, right? Some of them were pretty packed. Actually. Oh, really? Um, really? Okay. I think that a lot of people, again, if they're... If they'd planned something in advance, or, yeah. Um, but a lot yeah. of a lot of the smaller local flights were pretty much empty. Um, mm. Yeah, it was an interesting trip. I got to see a lot of things, and then I had a lot of things I didn't expect happen. Uh, my phone blew up. Oh, I <laughs> like, know. Like almost literally blew up in an airport. Yeah. Um, I, you know, they always talk about the battery packs being the problem, but my charger cord caught fire, uh -huh. and I had to run to the nearest store and buy a new phone. Oh, and this wow. was 10 minutes before the gate closed. It was an interesting time. <laughs> oh, um, well, lots of you. Lots of, you know, it's something I'll always be able to talk about, I guess. Yeah. Lots of experiences. So. Well, did, did they have to change itinerary because of the outbreak? Like, you know, no, certain I, places? You know, I, I, since I've been back, some places, I'm not sure the places I visited, but some places oh. in the neighborhood have, have sort of had on and off bans about travel from Taiwan. Oh, yeah? Um, I yeah, managed, yeah, yeah. I managed to beat that. <laughs> so I'm very lucky, I guess. Uh, I was worried about it. Yeah. I was also worried about whether the people here would make us... I know. Going to quarantine when we I came know. Back. I was worried about that, which meant that you know. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> I could work from home, but <laughs> oh, okay. I can type. The, I can type, um, but you know, um, I think uh, it's a very important to be careful. But uh, most of the two of the countries don't don't even have any cases now, so it's oh, very, okay. very right. something to be worried about. But maybe not to stop your daily life over. Did um, you have to wear your mask like the whole time or something like that? In some countries, I was very careful. You. In yeah. some countries, I was very careful. Um, and others, like I said, there's no cases. And I was pretty much it was deserted in some places I went. So yeah. there wasn't really no need. Um, yeah. But I think uh, I appreciate a lot of stuff that we have in Taiwan now. I saw some pretty sad things as well as some very beautiful things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people bathing in rivers and so forth. Oh, um, right. Um, it makes you appreciate how, how well we have it here. Um, I, I hope more Taiwanese people can go, too. What I was surprised about is uh, a, a number of countries really, I asked at some tour groups, they barely have any tours that go there. So we have a lot of neighbors, despite our growing attention towards that part of the world, that we really haven't discovered yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, very little do we hear about Laos. And it seems like it's actually more developed than probably I picture it to be. Oh, there's lots of Chinese there. Oh. Like I said, there was no signs of life. Um, uh. A lot of the places that catered to visitors uh, are pretty much shut down. But yeah. beautiful. Uh, I would like to go again someday. But uh, right. I'm really grateful to everyone here for covering for me for so long. Oh, no problem. It's something that I wanted to do my whole life, and I did it. 
Yeah, well, that's I great. I didn't let no COVID-19 stand in my way. <laughs> so Yeah, just like how it was, you know, for ages, I've been wanting to go to Europe. It's always been my little girl's dream. And the, the, finally, I went in 2012, I think it was. So, yeah, yeah, I know how that feels. Just, you got it checked off your list. You got I that know. off, that, you know, no regrets, right? Live yeah. without regrets, so. And I can't help but ask you, how was all the food? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, and I have some new favorites. Actually, some of which some you can get favorites. here. Uh, yeah? Yeah, we have a few places where you can get some. I, I think uh, I've kind of done a taste test comparison. I don't know if an, a local person would think the same, but uh, I'm pretty much pretty similar. Yeah. So, I, you know, uh, I do, definitely uh, enjoyed myself a lot. And do each of these places kind of produce their own beer? Yes. Oh, surely. <laughs> You've been looking at my Facebook what? account. Kind <laughs> You've of. You've been looking at Not my Facebook day. account. No. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I have to say, sitting on the Mekong as the sun goes down with a beer in your hand Aww. is the best way to end I a saw vacation. the picture of that. And, yeah. and live music, too. It was really great. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to uh, encourage everyone, if you haven't been to this part of the world, come on over. And, of course, stop by Taiwan when you do as yeah. well. It's really, really close. I know. You watch like a, a TV show or two, an episode or two, and you're there, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know why I haven't done it till now, honestly, but yeah, I, I did. I, you so. did it. Yep. Checked All off right. bucket list check. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Off the bucket list. Okay. But of course, now we're back into our normal swing of things. Yes. Trying that's to keep right. our COVID-19 at bay. And uh, I know. we're looking to see, looking forward to seeing how all of our listeners are doing lately. Exactly. Yeah. We always love to hear from you, just what you think about our programs and how you're doing everything in this outbreak. You can write us, you know, about anything and everything. But uh, our our address, by the way, is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, you can always reach us on Facebook as well. We look forward to reading your comments there. Right, and reach us on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. we always forget that one. <laughs> but yeah, we have new videos every day for you there. So that please is do right. check them out every weekday. Okay. All right, well, this first letter I've got here is from Roger Tidy of England. And uh, it says, hello again. In this report, I will comment on your latest Thursday programs. The date on which I listened was February 27th. Your internet audio was crisp, clear, and trouble-free throughout the broadcast. Programs you heard? Well, under comments, let's see here. Once again, I want to start by mentioning Lights, Camera, Asia. This week's episode of the show was the final one in Jake's deep forensic analysis of the film Tokyo Story, which has really come alive for me during the past few weeks as a result of Jake's depiction of the movie, which has gone far beyond mere description and concentrated on the various filmic techniques of course, only Jake can do this, deployed by the director, as well as putting the film in the context of the era and society it portrays. The other main feature today was In the Spotlight. This week, Shirley, that's me, introduced a new guest whose name, if I caught it correctly, was Anne Liao. That is correct. Not without... Annie Liao, not our former colleague. No, Annie no, Liao, not, no. Oh. Yeah, Anne, yeah, Anne Liao. As I guess an, yeah. Anne is a popular English name here, I guess. I know several uh, Anne's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it goes on to say she is a social entrepreneur and specialist in design communications. Uh, communications design, I think that's what she said. It emerged that she is a much-traveled person who has lived in a host of countries and picked up elements of several different accents. 
Yeah, most notably to my ears, Australian English. Today's edition of the program was an introductory one. I'm sure she will have a lot to say next week about her work. She sure does. Finally, and some brief notes about here in Taiwan. In the chair for today's edition was Andrew, who was joined by Shirley and Jake. The first item dealt not unexpectedly with the effects of the COVID-19 virus on Taiwan, noting that the presidential inauguration due in May has been postponed, as have several other events. There were also items about Taiwan's weather and a Chinese man who has made an impressive sum of money through live streaming himself sleeping. Yeah, I I had that story. Have you seen that live stream? Um, I only saw part of when he was describing, talking about it okay. after he did the live stream. I wonder if we could get on on that. Although it's kind of creepy. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, go ahead if you want to watch me. <laughs> okay, I'll give you my account details. You know, <laughs> he, yeah, he gained a lot of fans. From just one night wow. of, of live streaming him sleeping. Was he like sleepwalking or doing something entertaining? No. Yeah, you're right. It, it was scary to watch that. Like I told my husband to to um, you know, to video me sleeping because I don't know what I do at night. Flip over and. Um. Okay. This kind of sounds creepy because yeah, sometimes <laughs> I get my nails done and then the, in the morning there will be these scratches across my nails and I wonder what I do at night. For oh, that to happen. That is weird. That is weird. Okay. okay anyway. <laughs> anyway, this guy wanted to live stream because he wanted to find out if he actually snores at night. Okay. And his fans finally told him that, no, he does not snore. Oh. Um, the thing was that his former girlfriend broke up with him because he snores. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, so he anyway. got money because of this anyway. Yeah, he did. Uh, quite a lot of money too. Anyway. Okay. Let me go on with this. Um, if some people are prepared to pay for watching this, I can only say that they must have more money than sense. However, it was a good way of ending the program as at, at a time when the news is dominant by negative events, a little light relief from the gloom is always welcome. <laughs> That's all for now. Best wishes, Roger Tidy of England. We go over now to India, where Jayanta Chakrabarti is writing to us from New Delhi. Uh, the letter here is addressed to Paula, and it says, Hello, ma'am, and all my friends at the RTI English Service. I'm pleased to say I'm enjoying your broadcasts through shortwave radio. Audio reception is good, with strong signal strength, but with occasional fading in this part of northern India. Your reports and features are informative and interesting, and add to my knowledge of your great country. Thanks to, the team RT- thanks to Team RTI for the excellent work you're doing. I am reporting about your broadcast on February 28th, 2020. See, some details are given below. First, there was a report on COVID-19, which has occupied the headlines. Taiwan Central Epidemic Command Center reported two more confirmed cases of the infection from northern Taiwan. That, at the time, had brought the total of infected persons to 34. There's a lot more now, unfortunately. Yeah. Then there was U.S. members of Congress Discussing Taiwan's exclusion from the WHO, they asserted that keeping out Taiwan from the World Health Assembly will create a void in the world health system. They pointed out that Beijing's efforts to prevent Taiwan from WHO activities are not acceptable. When China and much of the world are facing the scourge of the deadly virus, he says, Taiwan's advanced health system and excellent medical expertise would be of great help. Then there was an interesting news item. It says here about the 281-year-old Longshan Temple in Taipei, very famous, and a proposal that they've come out with to ban the burning of incense. It's become an environmental issue as air around the temple remains poor due to the burning of incense. RTI reported last year that candle burning at the temple was banned after the Notre Dame Cathedral tragedy. And he writes, Keeping public health concerns in mind, the authorities have acted appropriately. The health-conscious and welfare-minded citizens of Taiwan would welcome the decision. It is hoped that countries like India and Southeast Asian countries would take a cue from Longshan Temple in the public interest. That comes to us once again from Jayanta Chakrabarti of India. And uh, by the way, the frequency was 15320 kilohertz for that report and reception quality 43433.
All right. Okay, I have a letter here from Brian Ewell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. It says here, Dear RTI, may you all stay healthy in the season of viruses. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, he, uh, let's see here, he listened to Taiwan Today about COVID-19, the first death in Taiwan, and a taxi driver who had hepatitis B and di- diabetic, um, local transmission of unknown source. Then uh, he listened to Stroke of Light, a homage to the masters Si Jinghua, known for performance art inspired by Edward Manet. Is okay. it Manet? Oh, the sorry. Impressionist Edward, Edward Manet? Is that a French artist? Uh, it doesn't say. I I can, a, I'm not uh, a real art historian, but I think maybe an impressionist, I want to say. Yeah. No. yeah. One okay. of those things, pointillist, All something right. like that. Okay, great. And then let's see here. He also listened to On the Line. Carlson Wong interviewed someone who is a partner with other groups for courses in human rights, frontline defenders, witness video advocacy, how to keep video communication secure and minimizing risk of surveillance. He also gave us another report, uh, which started by saying, Dear RTI, February 28, 1980, 40 years ago, a day to remember. Natalie's interview with Judy Linton some years ago, in back in 2007, revisited in Huang Shihan's Time Traveler uh, on February 27, 2013, is the most memorable and impactful program I've ever heard on Radio Taiwan International, the cry of a child resonating around the world and across time. May the process of acknowledging the past and seeking healing and reconciliation continue in Taiwan as an example to others. Okay, and then he wrote Ping An in Chinese characters, actually. That means sort of, it's hard to translate, actually, but like peace. Peace, yes, right, right. Oh, yeah, I should have translated staying that. Staying well, also. Yeah, right, exactly. It's sort of like be well, sometimes, mm, the way mm, it's used. Yep. So, um, some of the programs he heard, uh, he heard uh, your program, John, Time Traveler, uh, 19th Century, Three Treasures, Camphor, Sugar, Tea, the Pingling Tea Museum, that was. And then also he heard Feast Means West about back in school, teachers become becoming YouTubers at home, and then it's a stress time for parents with kids at home. Some teachers just tossed out links, watch these on YouTube, and do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for the details. That was a Again, Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. I guess that's kind of what we do too, though, isn't it? We put <laughs> links up on YouTube and I'm like, watch these things. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But we put work into it. That's true. Well, all right, anyway. All right, we've got a letter here from Latvia. This one coming to us from our faithful listener there, Andres Kuznetsovs, who writes, Dear friends from the RTI English section, I send to your attention reception reports. Actually, there's a couple here. Uh, on your shortwave transmission, if all details mentioned by me are correct, I ask you to confirm this report by QSL card. And I'm going to take a look at a few of these here. Uh, maybe the most recent ones. So there's one from February 10th. Uh, on 6180 kilohertz. The signal very weak, of course, uh, in Europe or is an area where we're not broadcasting at the moment. So right. that's to be expected. 23322. Still audible, though. Mm-hmm. Um, program details. There was a news bulletin uh, followed by here in Taiwan. Ear to the ground about soccer watching by Europeans and Americans. And Jukebox Republic, uh, where it says there were songs in Chinese. Due to the weak Con- signal probably not very audible, but right. um, then there was another. Re- there's another report here. This one about our broadcast, also on six one eight zero kilohertz. But this time, it looks like it was on February fifteenth. The program details say that there was an episode of Curious John. This one about uh, the Taiwan Railway Museum and the history of Taiwanese railways. That's still forthcoming. They haven't opened it yet. Then Stroke of Light, a report about a collection of paintings and sculptures. The signal, once again, was very weak, and he says it had a tiny signal, 
that's one three two one one. But obviously and thankfully, still somewhat audible. So thank you very much for those reports. That comes to us once again from Andres Kuznetsovs of Riga, Latvia. Great. Thank you so much for trying to listen to our programs yes. all the way in Europe. But uh, thanks for the report. We appreciate that. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on this week's uh, Status Update. We still want to hear from you. So do write us. The address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And I'm going to get it right this time. You can find us on both Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to reading your comments on both platforms. That's right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.